Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey, everyone. It's Michael Lafito from the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. Really excited to bring in a new episode today. Um, before I introduce our guests, again, you are at the right spot. If you're a, an agent, whether you're a beginner or a veteran, and you're looking to dominate your local marketplace, whether it be high-end or luxury. So again, depending on where you're at in the spectrum, if you're looking to specialize and differentiate yourself uh, by marketing high-end and luxury properties using cutting-edge strategy, you're listening to the right podcast. Again, my name is Michael Lafito. I'm the founder of the Luxury Listing Specialist Certification. So, again, for more information on that, you can go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. Again, without further ado, I want to invite or I want to introduce, excuse me, Justin Alexander from Hilton Party uh, Real Estate. Uh, they're, they're located in uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, Justin, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you having me. Uh, again, I always like kind of... Um, you know, in your own words, t- tell the, the listeners a little bit about your story, um, you know, in, in, in a couple minutes, maybe tell them how you got into real estate, how you got your start, and maybe, you know, a little bit, did you start in high-end luxury, or did you progress to that level, and how long did it take? Um, so if you wouldn't mind, maybe just give, a, you know, one, two-minute overview on, you know, where you're at today and how you got there. Sure, sure. Well, uh, I grew up in Southern California, so I'm a native to the area uh, in a town called Oceanside in San Diego County. And I was actually introduced to real estate um, at a very young age in high school. Uh, My dad's best friend was a high-end real estate agent in a town called Fallbrook, which is an equestrian, really beautiful um, agricultural town in North San Diego. And basically dad's friend threw me in um, head first with not much of a float to keep me up and I was his assistant and really had to figure out how to jump into his business and you know help him take it to another level uh, really without any experience so my experience was I, I was a salesperson by nature I sold um, high-end high school graduation trips and snowboard trips as I was in high school at that time um, so you know I, I had already uh, a sales background that I was working on Uh, Fast forward to 2002, I was introduced to the Orange County real estate market, which, you know, as many people might know, is a really big area for for finance and mortgage lending. And back in 2002, obviously that market was was very, very busy. So I transitioned into the finance side. And the quick version is, you know, within seven years, I basically started as a loan officer's assistant to becoming a senior loan officer for a Merrill Lynch subsidiary, and then um, was managing teams both in retail lending and wholesale lending. Uh, 2007, 2008, the market turned, and you know Orange County was really seeing the ramifications of the mortgage crisis. So you know I'm I'm all about energy and being in a good atmosphere and environment because I think you're more productive uh, always in that setting. So I decided it was time to leave. 
finance and go back to where I started, which was, you know, residential sales. Um, when that took place, I said, if I'm going to do this, you know, I, I want to be in the best market in Southern California, which of course is Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. So I moved up and I had my license already, obviously. I, I joined a firm uh, by the name of John Arrow Group, where I was um, referred by some local friends in Beverly Hills. And it was great. You know, that was really the conception of my luxury real estate career in Los Angeles. I did everything from leases to, to purchases to short sales. You know, I really did the full gamut and I didn't specialize in luxury. However, I, I got a couple of really amazing clients in the luxury market. And as soon as I did those deals, I, I realized that I wanted to specialize in that sphere. Yeah, so didn't take I did didn't take a rocket scientist for you to figure out short sales and leases, and then you got your first commission check for a high-end deal, and uh, the light bulb went off, so to speak, huh? Right, and it was just a different experience, you know, and, and for me, I, I grew up in a kind of a combination of, you know, the high-end world and the surf world, and just a really cultured environment, so not only were the, the, the prices and everything more appealing in the luxury market, but the lifestyle and the people and the fun that I was able to have with my clients in that market really is, is what turned me to concentrate on luxury. Um, so that was great, you know, and I, I did about five years on my own, and then I joined a big uh, Beverly Hills team, which was, you know, big in the sense it was six or seven of us, uh, but we did a lot of entertainment and uh, Hollywood and, you know, executive type transactions. And it was a, it was a lot of fun and it, it opened me up to new challenges and the joys of, um, you know, working alongside attorneys and business managers and really high profile people who, you know, call the shots in everything they do. And it was a great experience. And yeah, I mean, that, that was three years ago. And then where I'm at now, Halton Pardee, I did a deal with Tammy and um, she just, you know, we, we had this great click and she told me she was trying to build her team even bigger and, and that's that. And here we are. So what I hear you saying is it was a progression, right? It didn't happen overnight. For those listeners out there, you know, sometimes things can be deceiving on the Internet and they think success looks really easy, but they don't realize there were a lot of obstacles throughout the way for you even. Um, but, you you know, you kind of um, stubbed your toe, so to speak, and or sharpened your, your, your saw, so to speak, on some leases and some, you know, average properties. And then you, you, you eventually worked your way up through the food chain, so to speak. Is that is that fair to say, Justin? Yes, yes, definitely. You know, and I think that is a, a facade that people see because of TV shows and whatnot. That you know, you get your real estate license, you go hang it with a broker, and you know, in, in a year, you're getting four hundred thousand um, dollar paychecks. And it's just it, that's not how it, it really works. It takes time. It takes struggle. It takes you know, really having to make some big mistakes and and really learning the business in and out. And that takes, you know, it, it, for me, it's taken for sure a few years at the least. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that we teach as well with our trainings and our certification, because one of the things I always get asked is, Hey, Michael, you know, if you had to go back, you know, 17 years to when you got your real estate license, what would you recommend to anyone that's looking to break into, you know, high end and luxury and what would you have done differently? And one of the things I would have done differently, of course, would have gotten a mentor that maybe specializes in high end. And so sounds like uh, Tam Tammy Pardee, who, you know, is, is kind of runs your office, so to speak 
week. She invited you to the group about three years ago, what you said. And from then, it was a little bit easier for you to specialize in that space because she had an established name in that area. Is that fair to say? Yes, yes, that, that is fair to say. You know, Tammy Purdy is, is the owner and broker and CEO of the company, um, and she really wanted to take what she had already mastered and, and elevate it to a new and, and higher level. And, you know, it was just a good pairing because I was already in the, the team world and managing a team, but I also, you know, aggressively um, am able to maintain and manage these high-end clients. So it was just a good pairing. And, you know, now really Tammy does the, um, the big picture, you know, national speaking. She's a big woman. Um, business owner for, for Los Angeles. And then I, I really oversee the day-to-day sales on the front end and the back end internally. Um, so it's a good combination we have. But, you know, the key is to, I think, and, and you kind of hit on it, Mike, is it, it's much easier to get to the end path if you open yourself up to, you know, maybe not having to do everything on your own. And for me, as soon as I open myself up to the world of, being a team or maybe being someone's right hand or, or being a part of, you know, a multiple agent system, it really opens up your doors because you, you get to see how much more can be accomplished when it's not just one person. Yeah. I mean, the, the team philosophy, right? Together, everyone achieves more. And so the problem with real estate, there's a lot of jack of all trades, master of none. And, and they look at, you know, they look at everything as, well, if I don't do this, it won't be done perhaps the same way. And, and of course, you have to manage people and you got to, you know, establish brand standards for, for your company. But Justin, is it, isn't it true to say that, you know, once you learn to delegate some of the things that um, maybe aren't your specialty or perhaps, I don't want to say are below your, your pay scale or anything like this, but, but if, if you're focusing on the income opportunities and the things that you specialize in, I mean, you should start attracting more and more clients because you're in your sweet spot. Is that fair to say? Of course. It definitely is. You know, a big part of one's success when you're growing and trying to do high volume is being able to delegate and is recognizing that you know you can't have your highest and best use in every area of this business okay so if you have a team that you can put um, on deck to really help you through all of the details of it and you you make yourself available for the highest and best use which in my world that is cultivating relationships meeting the people being out there and, and you know just connecting and it's really the connecting thing so if I know there's 10 fires that needs to be dealt with, you know, amongst six different escrows. And I walk into the office, I'm not going to go jump into all 10 of those fires and try and, you know, resolve them myself. I'm going to review everything, take on the two or three that I know I need to tackle myself and I can do them quickly and then delegate everything else to the rest of our team because they are also high-end professionals who, who can do the job. But yeah. it's super important to, to know where your strengths are and to not waste too much time on areas that might not be your, your highest and best use. That, that's great advice for the listeners. Again, um, I can't stress that enough. I, I use the old saying, I'm a recovering perfectionist. And, and again, know where your strengths are, prioritize, um, and delegate. Um, and, and that's basically what I 
<clears throat> heard you say it. So that's all good review for me. And it's perhaps review for the listeners, or it might be new for some of the listeners. So, so tell me a little bit. Um, so you um, oversee and manage, um, you know, I think you said five listing agents, you have buyers agents, and then you also carry anywhere from one to five listings personally at any given period. Is that fair to say? Yes, yes. Our, our agent team, is, it's growing right now. You know, we have five listing agents and they only represent sellers. We have right now 20, I think we just added two more. We have 23 buyers agents and they only represent buyers. Okay, so we have 28 agents total. And then on the listing side, all of those agents have a coordinator, a listing manager. Um, so there's 10 people total on the listing side. And then we have three additional support um, agents on the listing side. So, you know, it's the total, if I were to go in and put together marketing and, you know, our entire um, force, we're, we're at 78 people now. About 35 of them are in the day-to-day of the listings and the purchases. And, and I am directly with all of those people, you know, whatever time of day, wherever it is. And then the, the listings that I take on my own are really, you know, listings that, that need that extra um, VIP experience or the extra high-end experience, which, you know, I'm, I'm um, very comfortable in. And the key is to not take on too many of those at once. So, you know, I try to keep it between two to four at a time. You know, at the most, I would have five listings at a time. Okay. And you mentioned something to me, listing manager. Um, so, so describe some of the roles of a listing manager uh, that you have in your office. Again, this allows those five listing agents to do what they do best. Um, but but I'd love to hear about what are their, their roles. Right. So each listing agent has a full-time listing manager, okay, or listing coordinator or assistant, depending on, you know, either of those um, titles are interchangeable in our setup. Okay, so the listing agent is really there to handle all of the um, engagement with the seller or or team of sellers or attorneys or whomever. You know, the listing agent goes in, they, they get the relationship with myself, we go on the listing presentation. Everything that is needed to bring to that listing presentation, you know, from the, we, we have this entire book that basically we create for the seller that we leave with them. And it has all of the information it could have about their property, all of the information about the neighborhood, you know, the actual listing agreement, and then a few marketing pieces that we have created custom. So the, the coordinator, the manager, they create all of that. And then through the process, the, the listing agent is really there to get the sale and to close the deal. Mm-hmm. And the, the manager is there to make sure everything that comes um, in conjunction with listing a home is taken care of, not just, you know, quickly, but in a timely manner. And the client has this all-encompassing experience where it's like basically every day, whether it's a couple times a day or at the end of the day, they get a full update and a status and a schedule and spreadsheets and all of these great um, detail-oriented systems that the listing coordinator um, is managing every day. So uh, that's, that's so what I hear you saying, um, because it's kind of a lead into one of the things I really want to talk about, which I know your team specialize in. But what I hear you saying is you're building 
the system, right? So your seller clients are communicated with first off consistently and they're updated and communicated with in, in almost like a check, like a, a check mark pattern where, you know, you have certain boxes that consistently need to be check marked by these listing coordinators or personal assistants so that the experience, and that's kind of what I'm really excited about for today's uh, interview, so that the experience, like you call it, the Ritz-Carlton experience, as you mentioned offline, is consistent so that when people come to Hilton Pardee, you know, buyers or sellers, you know, the overall experience is which one that they just want to brag and tell others about. It's, it's, that's kind of one of the reasons you're on this call. Again, when we interview top people, you know, top influencers or top agents, Justin, across the country, I'm always trying to interview someone that brings value to the listenership, someone that's a void in our industry or someone that does something unique. We've had, you know, one guy talked about how he triple ends deals and, and that was compelling. But one thing that I really perked my interest in, in why we're, we're talking to you, of course, is that Ritz-Carlton type experience, treat every client, so to speak, like a VIP client with concierge level services. Can, can you share with the group? Again, we're, you know, we're more listings uh, heavy on these interviews, but can you share with the group um, maybe some examples of what that VIP concierge level service uh, or that Ritz-Carlton experience that you mentioned, what that kind of looks like, what that feels like, and, and, and how you came across this. I'm sure it didn't happen overnight between Tammy and yourself. It's something that's been ongoing, but give a little background of where you're at today and what it looks like today. Sure, you know, and we we found out, uh, and Tammy found this out, you know, well before I came over to the firm. But you know, we've we've really honed in on you do have to invest into your people in order to have the, the best possible experience, and and that means you know putting in a little bit more than you know. I think most people are prepared to do. You know, we spend a lot of money to make sure our experience is is that you know kind of Ritz Carlton esque feeling from the beginning to end. So what are listings? teams do that is, is really above the bar is, you know, the, as, as some of you might know, when you go to list a home and not everything's a brand new construction, you know, modern, that's just turnkey move and ready. Most people are, are living in their homes and they have full-time lives, sometimes multiple kids and pets. And, you know, the, the experience that consumers get when they look at our houses online is, it's a wow factor on every house. Okay, so the truth is to get a house to show with that extra wow factor, it takes it takes time, it takes effort, energy, and sometimes it takes some money. So our sellers don't always have the capability to do that, whether they just don't have enough time or they're out of town. Um, you know, so we come in and we have a full service listing concierge, okay? The entire prep to get a house market ready, whether it's decluttering, painting, putting in new landscaping, um, moving out a complete uh, side of the home and restaging it, you know, getting roof bids or, or repairing holes that are um, on the plastered wall. We basically outline for the sellers everything that we feel needs to be done. We get them multiple estimates and, and then we do some of the work for free with our, we have a, a handyman on our staff. So we basically put it all together and we say, look, I know it's, it's going to be uh, a stressful process for you to get this house market ready. Here's what it's going to take. As long as this is okay with you, you can walk away and we will do everything from start to beginning 
and then you will walk into your house. Basically, it's, it's a seven to 10 day process for us to prep. And more than half of the time when we do this entire process, they come back to the house and then they don't want to leave because we've created a new experience and we did everything for them and their home is now, you know, basically showcase ready. And it, it's just something that they were never able to get to that extent, if that makes sense, you know, just because it, it takes time it to do all that. And that is huge for our sellers, especially clients who are out of town or overseas. Yeah, their t time is money, their time is valuable. Um, I use the term 10% of buyers can visualize as well as buyer's agents can visualize. In other words, 90% only see the home as it appears the day they view it or how it's online. So it's imperative, and I'm glad you hit the nail on the head. I, I repeat this a lot, Justin. It's imperative that you position the home most effectively so you accentuate the best features of the home, downplay the least favorable. And so whether it be decluttering, whether it be neutralization, whether it be the placement of furniture so that the focal points of the rooms are the focal points. I mean, it's, it sounds like you guys are doing the things that, that we're doing here in my market, and, and, and I tip my cap to you on that. That's that's awesome. Um, let me ask you, the, the elephant in the room that many agents ask me when I speak and I train, it's like, hey, you do all this work, Justin. What if they decide to cancel within the first month or 30 days or, you know, where you put time, energy, effort, and in this case, it sounds like you're, you're putting actually your own dollars before the home's even on the market. Do you have any type of uh, protection clauses in there? Yes, definitely. You know, the truth is we, we list homes to sell homes. So even after we do all of the work, it's not selling. We either need to, we need to change the experience. And that means either we need to change up the staging or add more staging or remove some um, over furnishing or, or just reduce the price, you know? And, and so we, we are never in the business to take on a listing, listing to not sell it. However, in the event we're going to pay, you know, $8,000 up front for a client to get all this work done, we simply write in a very friendly, you know, non-attorney heavy because sellers do not like you presenting them with these four page addendums. Right. You know, it's something, it's something very simple saying, you know, we are, we are happy to cover these costs for you to get this home market ready. In the event you decide to, to not sell the home or, you know, the, the listing is pulled off for whatever reason, you know, you will have 60 days to repay the um, upfront fees. It, it very rarely happens to where that conversation um, comes up because if you do all of these things right, that house should sell. And that house in my market should sell in two to three weeks. And if it doesn't, it, it's a matter of price. And, and that's it. Yeah. Good. A uh, couple questions I always ask our guests, um, and, and you can ballpark it if you don't know. Um, for the particular marketplace that you serve, um, what what do you think is the average sale price? So, so we actually I know at the beginning of the call you mentioned Beverly Hills. I, I started in Beverly Hills, and then when I came over to Tammy, um, she has me working out of the Venice office. So we're on Abbott Kinney which, you know, Abbott Kinney is kind of like the new hip Fifth Avenue in America. It's where all of the, the big um, fashion labels have moved to and obviously the tech here. So in Venice, you find a lot of really sweet, charming, original bungalows and smaller homes. You know, they are averaging right now $1,600 a foot. And with that said, our average price point right now is about 2.2, 2.3. Okay, very good. Um, so that that's what you'd consider average. Um, and 
That's just because Venice has more of the smaller homes, but we actually have a three to six million dollar market price point, which is they're just they're not as average in Venice, okay. uh, and those those are about four point eight million average price range in the high end. And at what price point in your market do you call it a buyer's market? So, you know, when I interview these, you know, top agents and I speak nationally, at some price point, it goes from the shift from a seller's market, i.e., you know, a lot of lot of demand, not a lot of supply, to a buyer's market. You know, a lot of supply, little demand. At what price point is it? Ten million, fifteen million, five million? At what price point in your market would you say the shift occurs where, you know, there's six plus seven months of inventory, eight months of inventory or, or more? In, in the west side of all of LA, and it's not just Venice, it's the west side, the softest market is three million to five million. Okay? okay. Everything that's under three, if it's price rate and presents well, it, it moves very quickly. And then the same goes for the ultra high end market, five million plus. Um, if those homes are are priced right and they present well, they, they are selling very quickly and sometimes in multiples. The three to five million dollar price point, we find those people, those buyers don't have, you know, they, they're maybe $10 million net worth buyers rather than $100 million net worth buyers. So they're, they are much more careful and much smarter with their money and they don't want to overpay and they also don't want to insult sellers by writing lowball offers because they fear that they won't be able to come back once the seller reduces their price. That makes sense. So three to five million is, is our buyer's market, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Um, we only have a few minutes left. I want to just reiterate uh, and, and maybe come back to this Ritz-Carlton experience. You really did a good job talking about the communication and develop systems of the overall team to get the home ready. But let's just say now the, pro the property is listed. You know, can you give me an example or two of how you give that Ritz-Carlton experience to your seller client? Yeah, so the house is listed, um, you know, like you were saying as far as systems. So we have basically every week of the listing process from here's going to the market, here's looking at offers, here's accepting an offer, here's going through your inspections, here's what to expect once we are close to closing, and then, you know, goodbye, thank you so much, and here's a, here's a wonderful parting gift. Um, so we, we really want to make sure that they know in that entire process, whether it's the beginning, middle, or end, they know what's going on, okay? So at the beginning of every week and at the end of every week, we give them basically a template that says, here's where we are, here's what we've done, and here's what we're doing next week. Um, okay. And the, the key behind that is they know every day what's going on. They're never wondering what we do or, or where we are. With that said, we also don't ever show our houses on lockboxes because the sellers in, in LA are very particular about people walking through their house. So yeah. even if, let's say, one of my listing agents is double booked, I have a second agent who goes to show the house for him because, again, we have to get there 20 minutes early. We have to you know, open up all of the windows, turn on all the lights, and put down all the toilet seats and make sure the house is show ready. Because if you just tell an agent, go show it on lockbox, you know, the experience is completely different. Yeah. Um, and then once you know we get into the escrow process and we're at a house that 
multiples and let's say three offers, we break down every little detail for all of these offers. So we never send them a contract and say, here's your contract, let us know what you think. We make it as basic as possible to where they can look at all of the boxes of terms, strike the ones they don't want, give us counter terms for what they do want, and, and then you know we, we move into a quick counter process to where we can hopefully open escrow within two days of receiving the offer. Then once, once we're in escrow, again, it, it's all hands off for them. We, we do the disclosures with them. We make sure escrow has everything they need as far as all their grant deeds and everything signed you know, in the first couple of days. Um, if a buyer comes through and gets an inspection that says they need $30,000 in repairs, we bring in our trades and our um, contractors to give bids and estimates that are much more reasonable than a buyer's. Um, and then, you know, once, once it's closed and they're delivered a, a seamless little um, electronic package with their entire file and it's a magnificent closing gift, which I um, have to keep private because it's something amazing that everyone on your call would probably run with. <laughs> um, but we, we, you know, we close out and then they, they are left with a wow experience. Nice. Nice. Great. No, that, that's, that's awesome. And um, I, I'm, just, I'm a big believer in, especially with the high-end unique properties as well, uh, you know, being there uh, as, you know, representing the seller, you know, don't assume, you know, I, I, human beings are lazy by nature, including buyer's agents. So I assume that buyer's agent, Justin, hasn't done his due diligence, is, go, is going to be on his smartphone and just let the buyers walk around the house if I weren't there. So, you know, I do the, I do the, the legwork ahead of time i bring the video book if we do a lifestyle film i have it ready you know i have all the details of the builder the architect you know i've sent it to the buyer's agent ahead of time but again have that handy and assume that they didn't prep their client because again i always assume i'm dealing with you know part-time paul or part-time patty as the as the buyer's agent and it's our job representing the seller you know to you know to educate so to speak hey Good, good. Well, um, tell me, I know you guys deal a lot with tech buyers and so forth. Um, you know, for that listener, Justin, that might have a referral, um, talk about the areas you cover and talk about the best way someone could, um, you know, reach you after this podcast. Sure, of course. Well, you know, the, the Silicon Valley world was everything, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And now the market has transformed really to Silicon Beach. So Venice is the LA tech capital. Um, and we have all of the big companies from Facebook to Google to Snapchat, um, YouTube, they're all here. So, you know, we, with that, we are the tech broker, meaning when someone goes online or they're looking at something in Silicon Beach, our name will eight out of 10 times pop up first because we, we have the market share here and, and we actually spend a lot of money to get the online presence. So if you have buyers or sellers that are looking to make a transition in that tech world or anywhere really west of the 405 in LA, you know, and that includes Brentwood, Malibu, Palisades, um, and then we do a lot of Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, Marina Del Rey, all of the, the major LA markets. You know, the, the best thing for us is to always reach out personally. All of my info from my phone number to my email to current listings, which you can pitch to your buyers who are looking for an LA property, they can all be found online at haltonpardee.com. And that's H A L 
T as in Tom, O N as in Nancy, Pardi, P-A-R-D as in David, E-E dot com. And then from there, just click on my page under community um, and team, and you can reach out to me directly through the website. Um, we always have great features. You know, we get a lot of press. So if you watch Wall Street Journal, The Hollywood Reporter, LA Times, um, we are featured a couple times a week. So if you, if you have clients who also want to be in that um, buyer pool of getting really exclusive and high-end properties, you, know, you can always establish that you have a relationship with us as the LA broker and show them the, the press around the homes we get and those are the types of properties that we have available. So we are all online and uh, look out for your tech clients who anytime they mention Snapchat, Google, um, any tech company, Facebook, TMZ, um, we are here in that neighborhood. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know your time is very uh, valuable, Justin, so I, I greatly do appreciate your insight. Again, talking about team, talking about culture, talking about, you know, listing specialist or a listing manager to help, you know, help with that overall experience, giving that what you call the Ritz-Carlton overall experience. So, um, again, great nuggets on this podcast. Again, for those agents looking to either break into or dominate selling luxury homes, again, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com for more information on the certification. We have, uh, as you know, we've partnered up with Concierge Auctions where we could provide actual lead generation marketing pieces for properties that they're marketing globally. Again, no other luxury certification can offer that component with, with the brand of Concierge. So with that being said, my name is Michael Lafito. Justin Alexander, appreciate your time. And remember, guys, it's not the market, it's the marketing. Thanks for listening to Luxury Listing podcast. Take care. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to luxurylistingspecialist.com.